I can video edit better now. I'm getting better as you guys see each video. Um, I'm a tremendous audio editor. I don't think there's many people that can demanding a ton of money. I don't know. I love Looks like your audio is cutting out there, bud. Can you hear oh, me? We were just having production problems tonight. Uh, yeah, I can hear you better now. Go ahead and restart that. Gotcha. Um, I'm a tremendous audio editor. I don't think there's many people that can edit better audio and music mixes for shows than I do. And I, that's one thing I can cocky, be cocky a little bit and say I think I'm really good at. <laughs> Welcome to the Mike Durban Show, episode number 39. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank everyone who was giving me such great positive feedback on the last episode, which was part one of my interview with Vince Russo. This week, it'll be part two. We're going to pick up right where we left off, reviewing his book, Forgiven. That is his first book, which came out in 2005. You can get it for yourself at russosbrand.com. It's in the store. It's $25. Vince will sign it and personalize it. Vince actually signs it, packages it, and drives himself to the post office and mails it to you himself. I also want to thank Vince for being what he thinks is the bigger man. Did you hash it out with Durbin on his show? No, bro. I didn't hash it out. I was the bigger <laughs> man, bro. I was the, As I always am. As I always am, bro. I was the bigger man. But that's neither here nor there. Everything's fine. I want to thank Vince again. I want to thank all the brand members who originally turned against me. And some of them listened to the part one and they liked it. So I hope you're listening to part two. Thank you, guys. Please follow me on social media. On Twitter, I am at Mike Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. Instagram is Mike underscore Durband underscore show. And most importantly, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Michael Durband. I want to thank Joe Feeney and the Creative Control Network. we got so many great shows on this Creative Control, like It's Husey Hello, Creative Control Daily, The Freaking Ambone Show, uh, What's Your Favorite with Jamie Irwin, Aaron Pavis from the bedroom to the booth. All right, let's get to part two of my interview with Vince Russo. But before that, some words from my sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. 
Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, I've got a special deal for my listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code DURBAND, D-U-R-B-A-N-D, and you'll just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code DURBAND, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and I thank them for sponsoring the Mike Durband Show. Vince Russo was on the Mike Durbin show this week. It's all been healed. Very, oh very God. healing. <laughs> very healing first month of 2020. Durbin and Russo reunited, and it feels so good. Uh, so they were on talking about Vince's. Boy, that song. Rough. So Vince was. Uh, Vince was. <laughs> so Vince's whole thing. I will never do this again. I will never do this. Is all bullshit. Again. Well, I, I realize that you probably won't listen to the Mike Durbin show, but if you did listen, no. you would see that at the beginning of the show he plays the clip of Vince saying, "Tell him to go fuck himself and tell him never contact me again" and shit like that. So, Mike's actually a pretty good producer. You said, man, it would be a dream to work with The Rock again, only this time on a different canvas. Yeah. So you wanted to kind of, what, work with his movie company or Seven oh, Bucks no, Productions? Not, not with his movie company. I, 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 I would have loved to work with him doing something creatively outside of wrestling. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, with wrestling, you're limited, bro. Outside of wrestling in that ring, you could do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you said this back in 04, 05. This is before he was like an A-list movie star. He was still doing those shitty movies back then. So you you knew that he was going to go on to Oh, yeah, no doubt, bro. No no doubt. Bro, I would not be surprised if he hadn't done any movies when I wrote that. Yeah. Um, and then last year, he put out that tweet praising you. How good that, did that make you feel? I mean, it made me feel good, bro. Anytime, bro, anytime anybody goes out of their way to put me over, it makes me feel good because I, I know they don't have to do that. So, yeah. like, I, I mean, it was great that it was The Rock, but quite frankly, bro, when it's when it's anybody, like, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. You said you wanted to finish your book and move north again because Will was going through such a rough time. Was that, like, during his teenage years? Yeah, in Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. Living in the South for me just did not work. And bro, that 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 that's another thing, bro. Like the the reason I hated living in the South, bro, is because the level of racism was disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. Now, bro, you have to understand. I owned a uh, I owned a business, and I worked the business, and half of my clientele was white. And half of my clientele. So, bro, I saw it every single day and it was disgusting. And I could not even believe that that level of racism 
still existed in the world. It wasn't like that in New York. I could tell you that. It was not like that in New York. And, bro, I've said many, 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 many times the white people were 100 times worse than the black people. It it was always the white hatred towards the blacks and not the black hatred to the whites. I could not stand it, bro. And I hated the fact that we were raising raising Will and my kids in that type of an environment. I hated it, bro. Yeah. It was Is unbelievable, it, man. It was it was it was unreal. Yeah. <clears throat> Another great quote. He said, "Now, I don't even know what shingles are, mm. but I do <laughs> but I yeah, do the think- lady, the lady coming in the store telling me about a sh- I had no idea what the freak this lady's thought. I thought it was like something with the ass. Yeah, well, yeah. welts on the ass. I didn't know. I, bro, to this day I really don't know what shingles is. To well, this you're lucky. Day, you're lucky. What is shingles? I got them about 3 years ago. Uh I don't know, it's like a skin thing and it but it hurts. It like But there's no physical, you don't physically see anything? Yeah, it looks like a rash and you can yeah, get them okay. anywhere. Well, you can get them like you, you can get them like on your stomach like or does, your Does does it look like a rash or does it like welt up? Is it like a welt? Yeah, it looks like a bunch of like mosquito bites or rash. It's all red, but yeah. it's very painful. Like I, I think I had, I had them on my side. So whenever I would put my seatbelt on, it, it felt like somebody was stabbing me. Yeah, bro. I, I, I think Will got that, bro. I think yeah. Will had that. Yeah, not, not that long ago. Oh man! And once you get them, they're in your system, and you may, you're probably gonna get them again. Oh, that's yeah. There's no way to get rid of them. So, so well, yeah. I've educated you now what shingles are. They're not. Yeah. They're not just something to do with the butt, which is what you said in the book. That's what I thought. I didn't know. How do I know, bro? What am I, how am I going to do? Um, you, you also said uh, occasionally Vince McMahon would slip me a check with a lot of zeros yeah. just yeah. for the sake of it. Yes, absolutely. He gave me a five-figure check in a freaking elevator. Just out of the blue. Because we were doing so well. We would the, the attitude here, bro. He was making money hand over fist. See, I don't take those things away from Vince. I don't. I don't take those things away from him, man. But I, I, I just could not get past what he told me with, with the nanny. <laughs> like yeah, I, I could think not it, get past that. God bless you, but I think I could get past that. Like, I could not get past it, bro. I could could not get past it. So let's say Vince McMahon slips you a $50,000 check just because of it. You go home that day. You say, Amy, hey, look what I got. How does she react to that? But bro, I got to tell you, Mike, it goes right back to, bro, honestly, the money that means shit. Honestly, like I swear to God, bro. Bro, listen, you know me. You know I'm cheaper than shit, bro. I'm not – if Vince gives me a $50,000 check, what do you think? I'm going to go out and buy a $50,000 car? Like that, bro, it didn't, bro, we lived in a very small house, a very, very small house. I, I had a, I had a geo tracker at the time. Remember what those things were? Those yeah. little Jeeps, bro, yeah. I, it cost me less than 10 grand. Like, so I, I'm, I'm not that guy. So mm-hmm. like, you know, when, when you're, when, when I'm getting money like that, I mean, I, I'm thinking first and foremost, it's a very nice gesture on Vince's part because he doesn't have to do that. But it's really, bro, the money, the the money really doesn't matter. Yeah. Were you on set during the Val Venus vignettes with Jenna Jameson? Absolutely. 1,000%, man. Bruce, Bruce's house. Bruce Pritchard. Really? Oh, yeah. Bruce's house. All of them. Yep. 
Was it you that wanted I, to bring I, her in? Um, bro, I, I can't remember. I'm not going to take credit for something I don't remember. I don't remember. But, it, bro, it was probably definitely Bruce that contacted her. Yeah. I, I don't remember. Bro, it, that idea might have originally come from Bruce. I mean, obviously, I don't watch porn. Back so then, I, though. I, back This is before you were saved, so it's okay. If you no, don't. I didn't watch porn. I, I never watched porn in my life. Okay. So I, I probably wouldn't have known who Je- – well, no, bro, because Jenna Jameson was on Stern. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So I would have known her through Stern. So I, I don't know. Bruce definitely got her. I, I don't remember specifically who said let's get her. Um, did those vignettes ever air? A, a couple of them, bro. Because Vin- Vince hated him, right? Vince cut a sh- – he, he said she was ugly. Oh, my God. Bro, he cut a shitload of them. Me, me and Bruce couldn't believe it. And that was bro, during, her, was during in, her prime. Bro, during her prime, bro, she was in Bruce's bathtub. Bro, you had to go up a couple of steps. Bruce had this big round tub. Bro, she was in there buck naked wow. with Val Venus. And Vince cut them out because he said she was ugly. Mm. So yeah. it's you, Bruce, yep. Val, yeah. and Jenna Jameson. Who else? And the camera guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she was nice as hell, too. Yeah. Yeah. Later on in the book, you say, my goal has always been to one day work with the warrior and assist him in getting his word out. He is an individual who needs to be heard. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, you know, he passed and then you never got the opportunity to speak to him, right? No, no. I, I hadn't spoken to him in like years, bro. He used yes. to he used to do a lot of personal writings, bro, and yeah. he would give them to me because he wanted me to look at them. Had nothing to do with wrestling, nothing to do, all motivational, and he would give them to me. And bro, I'm talking handwritten stuff, not you know like Mick Foley wrote his book by hand. Yeah, bro, a lot of guys still did that back then. He would handwrite and he'd give them to me, and I would sit there and read it. And I mean, bro, his words were so freaking powerful that's why a lot of people did not like the guy bro because they didn't understand him he was on such a different level bro like i mean god i i mean i i truly 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 love that dude yeah uh when was the last time you talked to him oh my god bro i i I don't oh probably bro i i i i wanted to bring him into wcw so me, me and JJ actually went to see him in Arizona. I'd say, bro, it was probably nine, the end of 99, 2000. Okay. Yeah. So you wanted to bring him back to WCW yes. after yes. that first failed run. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. So it was probably late 99. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, how did you react to the news when he passed? Oh, bro. Like, I just... Just devastated, man. Like, just devastated. Like, you know, the, the, bro, the guy was on a different level, man. I mean, he was that, that. And that's the thing, bro, that bothers the shit out of me, man. You know, the guy passes away and, you know, the WWE does does their thing. Meanwhile, bro, the fact of the matter is when I worked with him, his last run at the WWE, nobody spoke to him. Nobody hung out with him. He dressed alone. Bro, I was literally one of the few that was friendly with him. And that's why, like, you you know, bro, when somebody dies, bro, I swear to God, I'm telling you right now, when I die, it's going to be 
Oh, bro, the attitude here and a genius before his time, this and that. And you know what, bro? I'm going to put the Italian eye on everybody. I'm going to curse everybody that puts me over when I'm dead. And the same people that put me over when I'm dead were giving me hell when I was alive. And that's why all that warrior shit really, really, really pissed me off, bro, because nobody was given the warrior love when I was working with him back in freaking 97. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon said that he wanted to descend from the ceiling the week after Owen fell. I had never heard that before, but you say this in the book. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, bro. I, you know, again, bro, you got to remember that book was written 15 years ago. Yeah. But if I if I read if I wrote that, Vince definitely said that, bro. See, the thing is, he, here's why he said that. When there was a stunt that Vince deemed dangerous, he would do it himself. Okay, yeah. bro. Remember the WrestleMania when um, uh, Sean came down on the zip line? Yeah, he did it too. Vince did that. Bro, let me tell you something. If Vince would have thought descending Owen from the ceiling was dangerous, he would have done it first. I, I mean, there's no question about it. But I mean, my gosh, bro, that was something that was just done so many times. So that's why, bro, Vince wanting to do that was all in good nature, bro, because he was probably feeling bad. He didn't do it beforehand. So, I mean, him wanting to do that was not bad. He probably felt bad, like, my God, why didn't I do that first? Yeah. Would he have done it on camera or just in front of the boys? Like, uh, I think, I th- bro, if I, 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 if I said that in the book, he was thinking of doing it on camera. Wow. Yeah. That's and I think that was his guilt. I think yeah. that was his guilt, bro. So he, he wanted to do it for the right reasons, but it was like, Bro, you can't you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were especially brutal to one person in particular throughout the book uh, more than anyone else. And it's not Jim Cornette. Right. It's actually Jim Ross. Yeah. But again, bro, that's before I was saved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jim Ross listens to my show. Yeah. He's a big, big fan of the Mike Durban show. Uh, would you, would you like to take this time to um, apologize to him? Oh, bro, I have a million times. I love Jim Roy. I have, bro, I have a million times. Seriously. Yeah. Bro, I, know, I still. I know. When he got the um, when when the, the first AEW show. Yeah. I reached out to Jim and I'm like, man, bro, it is not like you sitting in say He got back to me right now. We're we're a hundred percent cool. Yeah. And the I, in, bro, I don't, I don't, bro, I'll be honest with you. You know who I think I I don't think I was. I don't think. JR was the guy I was most brutal to in the book. I, honestly, bro, I think I was probably the most brutal towards and the most upset with was was Bruce. Okay. Because Bruce is the guy that makes believe he's your friend, bro. You know the old keep your, your – your, what is he? Keep your enemies close and your friends closer? Is that yeah. what it is? No, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yes, that's Bruce. That's Bruce. So, bro, I I can honestly sit here and tell you when I wrote that book, I probably had the most heat and was most disappointed in him because that was personal, bro, because he really he really he put on this facade like he was my friend. I I didn't have that relationship with Jim. You know, Jim Ross was a co-worker. Jim Cornette was a co-worker. 
there was a friendship with me and Bruce, bro. So I'm, I'm that like I, I was probably most brutal to him. Yeah, like your families would hang out together yeah, absolutely. sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's before he got into podcasting and and really ripped into you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Way before. Wow. You said you always wanted to be a cog in the Tinseltown wheel. Yeah. Did you? Was I would have any... been, bro. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would, bro, I would have been. I would have been a big shot in Hollywood. No, no. But I'm telling. I'm, bro. I'm not know. saying that to put me over. I know my freaking work ethic. I know yeah. it. I would not have stopped until I would have got something. Was there any point in your life, in your adult life, when you had a serious thought to move out to Hollywood? No, no. Uh-uh. Because of the family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a you, you, you can't, you can't do that, married, bro. You, you, you'll, 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 you'll wind up divorced. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that would have been just, you know, a gamble. It would have been you betting on yourself. Yeah. If you wanted bro, a, if, if had, you wanted a Hollywood career, you got to go there. You can't do it. Right. No. And bro, if I hadn't gotten married when I was 22, I would have graduated from college and went straight there without a shadow of a doubt. But I made that decision. I, you know, no, this is the woman I want to marry. And I was willing to make those sacrifices. I'm here 36 days. I don't have a, I don't have a regret in the world, but I do know without a shadow of a doubt, I would not have stopped until something would have popped. Yeah. You mentioned your $350,000 salary with no contract. Yeah. If Vince came to you one day and, you know, asked you, hey, you got to sign this contract, would you have? I probably wouldn't have, bro, because I would have probably known at the rate we were going, I didn't know how long it was going to last. So I probably would not have. Okay. So the night you quit, you called him on the phone from the airport. You said Vince then said some things in an attempt to make the conversation ugly. Right. What did you What did you mean by that? Was oh, he bringing he, up? I'm I'm gonna sue you. I'm gonna get my lawyers. And I'm like, bro, sue what? We, I don't have a contract with you. We yeah. we never had a contract. We never had an agreement. He started really really getting hot at the end because, bro, when I first called him, he thought I was working him. He literally, and I'm like, no, Vince, no. And then, bro, like when it really started to set in, he started getting hot. And I was like, I said to him, bro, my last conversation with you is not going to end this way. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm at the end of the day, I made what I thought was the best decision for me and my family. I'm I'm not going to argue with you over this. I think this is the best decision for me and my family. And bro, a lot of that had to do with too, bro, Atlanta was a was it was a car ride to Evansville. That had a lot to do with it, bro. My wife with me being on the road at WCW and whatnot, my wife could have gotten a car with the kids and went home anytime she wanted to. That had a lot to do with it, you know? But yeah, bro, he really, you know, lawsuits and this and that at the end. I'm like, Vince, you, 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 there's nothing to sue me over. We didn't have a contract. I'm making the best decision I think I can make for me and my family. Do you think it was an oversight that they never signed you to a contract? Do you think Vince probably, knew that? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, like with the Lex Luger thing. Yeah. You know, it, sometimes they just stuff slips by them. You think this was just another example of that? Probably, probably. Yep. Or and maybe he ju- maybe he just thought I'd never leave, bro. I don't know. All those checks he was slipping you. Yeah, maybe. You know. Uh, after that, you say, 
I haven't seen Vince since, and I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't miss him. So here we are, 15 years after you wrote that. Do you still feel that same way? No, I don't. I don't. No, you don't miss him. I, I don't. I I, re, I, re, I I think I got all of that stuff out of my system. And bro, you got to understand, it's it's years and years. I, I'm just gonna be honest here, bro, because I don't care. It's years and years and years of reaching out to the guy because you genuinely care about him, bro. Since I left the WWE, my right hand to God, Mike. I never one time asked Vince McMahon for a job since I've left. I've never once said I need a job. Now I have said, if I can help you ever help you out with anything, I'm available. You ever need anything? Let me know. I've said that. I've never said Vince, I need a job. I want it. I've never said that, bro. So bro, I would reach out to him around the holidays. Hey Vince, thinking about you and the family, how's everything, you know, hope Stephanie and blah, 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 doing well. Bro, when, when you reach out to a guy like that so many times and the response is always THX, yeah. okay, bro, like all, all he has time for is three letters, you know, bro, you, you really get to the point where it's like, you know, bro, go F yourself. Like, like seriously, I, I'm doing nothing but trying to reach out to you because you were a big part of my life for a while. I cared about you as a human being. I don't want anything from you. I don't want a job. And all you have for me is THX. Bro, good luck. Like, I, I really got to that point because, Mike, I am a firm believer. Vince McMahon ain't better than me. You know, Vince McMahon ain't better than me. I'm not better than you. This guy, we are all freaking even. And, and, and the fact that, oh, I'm Vince McMahon and I, I can only share three letters with you. You know what, bro? Keep your freaking three letters. Okay, bro, I, I love you. I care about you, but 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 I'm tired of your nonsense. Like seriously, bro, that that's just the point you get to, you know. <laughs> he does that to Jericho. Yeah, Jer- Jericho has said that on the record. He contacted Vince running back TA. Bro, you 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 can't give another human being more than three letters, bro. You can't even write out the entire word. Thanks. That's what I'm saying. Like, stop already. Will you stop? Stop. You're a wrestling. He's a bro. He's a wrestling promoter. He's a wrestling promoter. Stop. When you were writing the book, were you writing it for a certain audience? I don't think it was. I feel like it wasn't uh, made for wrestling fans. I feel like it was made for like Christian. I was writing it for me, bro. I didn't care. Okay. Okay. Bro, I swear to God. This is a uh, bro. I did not care if one person did not buy this book. It, it was never about sales. Um, never, 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 never. I wrote the book for me. You know that. That's why you know when Pritchett and, and Conrad went through the book and stuff and started calling bullshit, bro. It would be bullshit, or I would understand that if. I was making things up and I was saying things to try to sell the book. Bro, I didn't make any money off that book. Bro, I, 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 I got an advance off of that book. God, Mike, I want to say maybe $5,000, maybe. Mike, I didn't see any money after that. That was it. I, it wasn't about the money. I, I'm a writer. I wanted to write a book. 
I wasn't going to lie about anybody. I wasn't going to make shit up. Bro, there were times when I'm writing that book, I'm crying, I'm laughing. Everything from my inside was that book. So, like, I wasn't thinking, like, who's the audience? Who's going to buy this? Who's going to get turned off by that? I wrote that book for me, bro. 100%. Yeah. I feel like it would do well, like, in Christian bookstores. Like, I've been in a few of those. I, You know, even the, the cover of it, the spiritual messages inside, it feels like it was tailor-made to be in a Christian bookstore. Well, bro, it was a very small publishing house. It was called ECW. They were out of Canada. I mean, bro, they, they really didn't market it and promote it. But like I said, none of that mattered to me. I, I just wanted to write my book. That's all I cared about. Yeah, you just wanted your story out there. That's it, man. And I'm sure it was real cathartic for you. Just oh, to absolutely. Get, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yep. Uh, so you wrote a second book after this one, but that was mostly about WCW and TNA. Do you ever think about a third book? Bro, I thought about a third book because the second book was really WCW. So mm-hmm. I thought about the third big book being TNA and closing the chapter. But, bro, listen, you, you – I think people that know me like understand this, bro. Everything I do, I put my heart and soul in like every part, bro. I swear to God, I, I, I did five podcasts yesterday, right? Mike, I, I went yeah. to, I went up the stairs last night just to lay down when I was done. I swear to you, bro. My wife turns to me and she goes, man, you stink <laughs> because bro, I'm sweating doing my podcast. Like I, 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 I put everything I have into it, everything, you know, bro, that's what a book takes. Writing a book like that is not a part-time job. When I wrote both of my books, I was not working full-time, you know, and, and, and I wrote both of those books and I, I, I just, I, I couldn't do it again, bro. I don't think I have another one in me. I had your oldest son, Will, on my show a few months ago. He said he read the book. He loves it. What about the other two kids? Oh, God. Well, you know what, bro? My son, my VJ probably read the book because VJ loves to read. I doubt Annie ever picked up that book because, bro, she probably thinks it's about wrestling. Would you so, like her to read it, though? Uh, I'm sure they'll read it after I'm gone. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that'll probably be the best time for them to read it because hopefully it'll answer any questions that they had, you know? Yeah. Uh, what about Amy? When you finish the book, do you present it to Amy and let her read it? Well, bro, the the I, I mean, like, God, my mother, bro, could not go through that book fast enough, you know? So, like, she was she was the one that was really, really, really most excited about it. You, you know yeah. what I mean, bro? So I, you know, bro, I I probably made sure she got the copy first. I know my mother and father, like, you know, read it immediately i i can't even bro i swear to god i tried to keep amy so much away from the wrestling bullshit that i i probably didn't make a big deal about it with her you know what i'm saying bro but i i remember vividly my parents like reading it right away you know and they loved it yeah 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 uh one final question um you have a very distinct accent and speaking style would you ever consider putting this out on an audiobook? Bro, do you <laughs> Bro, I swear to God. You know how I told you about I broke the tapes in half? Yeah. I literally tried to audiobook it myself. <laughs> Bro, after like 
15,000 takes on page one. Yeah. I said, screw this. Like, I'm not, I, I bro, I was doing it over and, and I was, I finally said, I'm not, screw this. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. So that'll, that'll never happen. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. Well, Vince, I love this book, Forgiven. Uh, I just finished it about a week ago, as I said. Bro, it, what it, about your t shirt? Can they see the t shirt? Yeah, yeah, stand up. There you go. Sit down. You can get that at uh, Pro Wrestling. <laughs> this is Pro, awesome, bro. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mike Durband. Yeah, that is a nice awesome. shirt. Bro, you kind of like. Um, let me ask you a question before you go. And, and I'm, I'm not blowing you off, bro, but I, I, I will say he was going to call it 4:30. Bro, you have you kind of washed your hands and feet with AEW, kind of. I watched. You, you were so into this from the beginning, bro. No, like, I wasn't. I was not into it. No, no, no. You're thinking of somebody else. The, the, I'm no. I'm thinking of the the, the all out convention. I I went to the I went right. to all all in, which was the first one. I right. loved it. I had a great time. Right. I went to the first. You and Star- Hambone, Hambone. Yes, went to the first Starcast. We had a great time there. We loved right. it. Right. That's but a then, sit down. A sit yeah, down. That's where that happened. And right. dude, these fans have ruined it for me. At just like the guy in that picture on the shirt you're you. wearing. Even you. Oh, man, I can't deal with him. I don't go to indie shows anymore. I don't go to uh, – AEW was here over Thanksgiving. I didn't go to it. Uh, I don't go to anything anymore, man. I don't I don't even watch. I watched the first hour of the first Dynamite, and I, I couldn't handle it, man. Mike, I swear to you. God. I, don't know how to, I don't know how you can watch 10 hours of wrestling per week. You, Mike. I got to tell you, man, I did some work, and you probably heard about this. I don't know. But I did some work at an indie show in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yep. Okay? Bro, it was an old time. It was an old school wrestling crowd, bro. Really? No marks. Bro, families, boyfriends, girlfriends, everybody laughing, everybody having a good time, everybody popping where they're supposed to pop, booing and hissing. Bro, I, 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 I swear to God, Mike, I don't know if it was like a Salt Lake City, Utah thing, yeah. but I, 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 bro, and it was about 250 people, Mike. Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe what I was, I, like, bro, I was convinced this doesn't exist anymore. And oh my God, bro, it felt so good to be back in that freaking environment, bro. Bro, no, this is awesome. No, no, bro. And the wrestling was characters. And so, bro, there was not one dive, not one dive, bro. Bro, they went out of the ring to wrestle in the main event. That was it. In the main event, they went in the crowd. I was like, oh my God, I, I, I was convinced that stuff didn't exist anymore. Yeah. So do you think you'll do more of that? No, I'm definitely doing more, bro. I'm going back and working with them again January 25th. What about other promotions throughout the country? I just don't think I have the time, man. Utah is so easy for me, bro, because it's an hour away. So I I, I leave on Saturday morning. I'm back Sunday morning, bro. It's easy. Yep. So forgiven, you can get this at russosbrand.com, right? Yes, russosbrand.com. Also, if you guys want to try out the podcasts um, on the Realm Network, you go to russosbrand.com. I like to say there is another entire different menu on Patreon, man. Patreon.com forward slash russotwc. And we'll add to both of those channels in 2020. Yeah, so you can get this great book for $25 on Russo's brand. And it's autographed. And you, you wrote an inscription to me. 
Uh, it says, Mike, even though you always seem to get me into trouble, thanks yep. for being a great friend. Peace. I'll take that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Yes. What trouble do I get you into? Oh, st- in this show, because I don't have another hour and a half with you. With you. All right, bro, let me go. I got to go do my show with Will. All right, bro, I want to thank you once again for coming back on the show. I want to thank you because everybody knows if it wasn't for you giving me a chance, uh, there I would be there would be no Mike Durban show. Don't try to make up going behind my back to Mike. Bro, don't, don't go down that road. All right, man. <laughs> All right, bro, let me know when you release so I can help you. I will. Well, that's the show, everyone. I want to thank you so much for listening. And once again, I want to thank my guest, Vince Russo. Don't forget to follow me on social media. Check out my sponsor, Blue Chew. I know that Big Josh Hinkle has checked it out, and he loves it. That's right. Big Josh Hinkle loves Blue Chew. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Bye for now.